Welcome back to the Raw Take for CEOs, where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business. And this is hosted by me, Dan. And Steven. We'll give you our raw take on what's important for your business. Let's get started. It is August 11th. Mm -hmm. Already almost the middle of August. It's crazy. Mm. Time, time is flying. Dan is out today. We've got Corey. We're going to be talking about some HR planning. Mm -hmm. I know we've been talking a lot about that. Today, we're going to relate that back into the Hoshin matrix, mm -hmm. goal deployment plan. For those of you that, are, you that are familiar with that, I won't try to make this education about GDP, but want to bring that in and, and kind of some of the highlight, some of the things that we feel like and see companies try to short circuit when they're going from, here's our mission, here's our objectives for the next year, five years. How do we get there? Yep. And in particular, focus on the people side of that. Mm -hmm. And it helps to the hosting matrix is something that really helps to distill down some decision making and force you to go through a longer process of planning. So it's not just throwing numbers out there. So we'll get more into that. Impetus of this, Corey, is coming from, there's a lot of capital out there. There's mm -hmm. a lot of liquidity, whether it's small businesses, getting PPP, EIDL, you know, the, the smart companies either have that money still to be deployed or have deployed it to leverage, you know, clean up the balance sheet, do this or that. Um, but there's, there's a lot of liquidity. And if you've been smart with PPP money, you've used that to clean up the balance sheet and you use your cash flow to do your normal cash flow things. So therefore you can focus on the balance sheet, not on your P&L. Yeah, um, not just on the PPP and the IDL side, but also what we're seeing from customers is on the institutional. Invest the, investment side. The investment side, whether yeah. that's angel or more traditional structured VCs. But it's almost kind of relating back to, I think you and I did a podcast uh, maybe three weeks ago or something. There has to be some correlation around this, but I really hope that people are kind of hoarding some of this cash because going back to people turning down job offers or having to mm -hmm. do it, you know, larger bonuses, like right now, doesn't matter what your revenue is. Like if you don't have cash, you, you can't hire people. Yeah. You know, the, 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 to your point, like the there's an article about angel investing coming back, being more of a driver. You know, the, I think entrepreneurs are more in the driver's seat. I think you were, mm -hmm. you were we were talking about an article earlier about about that. But there's more liquidity out there. There's capital out there. It's a unique time in 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 history when you know the economy is challenging. A lot of businesses are challenged, especially in hospitality. Yeah. But it's there's still capital there, right? People are still interested in deploying capital and they're interested in deploying it to entrepreneurs in particular because, you know, long-term debt, mm -hmm. equities, you know, they're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Even stock market, a lot of volatility on different things. The key, I think the lesson that I hope people picked up over the past 18 months with that point is don't expect it to last forever, right? Don't expect the next PPP, don't expect the next DIDL, don't expect investors to be in this mindset and you know uh, excess liquidity going into the venture space forever. Mm -hmm. like, if you're raising money now, don't expect that same like ease of process if that's been the case for you in 12, 18 months from now, because who knows? <laughs> right, and you gotta capture the, capture the opportunity. Some of this is coming from Things that we're seeing at our customers, not mm -hmm. just in the small business, but in the venture-backed realm, yep. that have raised money recently and are taking advantage of that. You know, companies smartly, you know, tighten belts all the way through PPP, COVID. Sometimes COVID and PPP are like synonymous here. Mm -hmm. Tighten the belts. And now there's there's got to be a big organizational change, right? Now I've got money in the bank, and things have to change. We have to grow. 
you know, it's not, it's not about growing incrementally. It's about, it's a land grab. We need to change the whole structure of the organization. So a small team of five, 10 people needs to grow to 50 people in six months. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of change and it takes a lot of cash. Here's my current org chart. Here's my future state org chart. And how do, what, what does my org chart in the middle look like, right? Yeah. How do I go from this to that? Because some people are gonna move laterally, some people are gonna move up, some people are gonna exit, a lot of people are gonna come in, and all of those moving parts, like I think too often, especially small businesses, don't think about the org chart because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter, right? We all know our place, and that's, that's true, but thinking strategically about here's where I need this person to be in six months, or here's where I, here's the roles I need to fill in the next three months, and uh, that helps you kind of focus your HR planning, your strategy, job descriptions, responsibilities. I think the key though that you just said was strategically, right? Because what the flip side of that is is not just throwing a body at the problem, right? Not just hiring someone just to solve the problem without having a real thought process around what is the problem and is this the right person for it and yeah. So yeah. one of the ways that we use this, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is the hosting matrix. Not so much for the purpose of the HR roadmap necessarily, right? But to kind of tie back into how does this individual, how does this resource fit into our goals, objectives, mm-hmm. tactics? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, to try to simplify, because it's, it's not an easy thing to put your, your head around, especially if you're not looking at it. But, you know, you, you basically, you've got a mission as a company and you've got a plan. You, you want to do X, Y, or Z in, in five years. You know, the Hoshi Matrix has objectives, strategies, tactics, and targets. Too often we go from objectives to targets, right? I want to grow by 50%. Okay, that means I need to go, go from 2 million to 4 million, whatever, the, whatever your number might be. And then you put a person responsible for that. And that person that's responsible just does things to try to hit that target. And there's not st- st- strategies that are agreed to tactics that are agreed to by the whole organization to get there, right? And so then resources that this person asks for to achieve the target is one-off requests and it's not part of a not part of a strategic plan. The you know the Hoshi matrix does make you slow down to some extent or at least think I need to I need to think about the strategy and the tactics, not just my objectives and my targets. And oftentimes these these components tie back together to what we were just talking about with capital raising, right? Uh, sometimes the objectives and targets are kind of the first two that are thought of because you're thinking of that next raise, perhaps, right? I want to get from a $10 million pre-money to a $30 million pre-money, right? It's based on valuations, et cetera. Um, I need to grow revenue by 20%, right? But it's not something that you review, like how often should someone review this? Like it's not something that's done like weekly. You don't review with the team like on a, a, yeah, a, no, a recurring sure. basis. like. And on an annual like strategy process, it's it's once a year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do that. Do this before you know. Kind of as you're putting your long range plan together, do this as part of that process. Or if you've kind of gone through a, a big material event, right? You just you just raise money. You just you know you just acquired a, a business. Something that's kind of throwing a, a wrench in, saying, hey, we really need to revisit our goal deployment plan so that we can uh, build that into our our planning. And can you talk a little bit about back to the owners section of it because I think that that's a, a critical component of it, right? And tying back not just the objectives, strategies, tactics, and targets, but tie them back to the person, right? I think that's maybe for me, like what, I'm, what I would look at, get out of this. Yeah, who's responsible for achieving those, the those things, right? Yeah. You know, you can have, usually in the Hoshi Matrix, you have a person that's primary and the person that's secondary. You know, it's not, it's not just putting people on islands, but 
uh, it is saying you know someone is responsible for making sure that we are measuring against us that we're achieving achieving our goals and our targets uh, and you can kind of track that back all the way th uh, through the, the matrix back to what are what are the objectives right so that you can be sure that somebody is responsible for each of the uh, each of the aspects and is managing the organization to that goal it's it's important because you want people to be responsible for individual pieces of the business and making sure that resources are allocated appropriately. And it's as important there about who's responsible for it, what is what you're not responsible for. Doesn't mean you can't have in, input, but it's here is my here's my space. Where is my space today and where it is tomorrow? There's going to be more people, there's going to be more people responsible in the future org chart, right? And that means that means that the current the founders, the owners need to give up control. And that's that's sometimes that's the hardest part of mm -hmm growing a business is giving up control or saying, here's what I want to offload or here's what I don't want to offload, but I know I need to for the, mm -hmm. for the benefit of the company. Sure. So how about, you know, a lot of, a lot of small business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, they look at things, at least in planning, right, through the lens of P&L, right, so whether that's the AOP, the LRP, the annual operating plan, long range plan, financial model, it's always kind of in the context of the P&L and maybe balance sheet and cash flow, mm -hmm. right? Should you be using this in conjunction? Like how does this, how does the Hoshin matrix really, do you do them both? Like does, do you start with this? How do they tie together? Yeah, it, as, you know, if you can at least bring this thinking into your process, you know, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna be a, a step forward. I'm, you know, I'm looking at thinking about our customers, both mm -hmm. small businesses, uh, venture backed. Are they really going to utilize a process that may take a good solid month, month and a half by the time you get everybody together to have yeah. a series of meetings on this? Are they really going to do that? Probably not. But as long as you can think, you use the, um, the thinking right mm -hmm. uh, in this, I believe it'll help uh, the planning process. So I think to answer, answer your question, you know, you would want to do this in advance of the, you know, your, your formal planning so that you can put the draft of this together. It's a little bit of an iterative process to make sure that you know, your objectives come back in from your, from your long range plan and then you find out who's the owner of that today and over the next 18 months. Yeah. One thing I think that kind of uh, to put it in another point to add on to that and kind of the approach that I think we take with a lot of our customers, the host and matrix is a very like uh, um, textbook style of planning in a way, right? Yeah. And to your point, it's not for everyone, right? So like some some small businesses probably won't touch this. They won't want to touch this, right? But the point is that I think we're trying to get across is like, this is one way to plan it, right? So this is one structure, one way to plan it. But the real theme is like forcing yourself to take a step back from just putting numbers on the model or putting a 50% revenue growth without structurally thinking through like, what are the strategies? What are the tactics that I'm going to um, work on in order to get to that goal. Right. So whether it's this or whether it's a Word document or an Excel document, like it still stands. I think. Yeah, and I think the other thing is it's a, in in and of itself it's a communication tool, right? Yeah. Obviously, if you go through the whole process, you have this documented. The worst thing you can do is shove it in a drawer, top right hand drawer, and never never look at it. Mm -hmm. But it's also not the same. Not the thing you're looking at on a daily basis to manage your, you know, what are what are my my priorities? It's what you're looking at on a monthly, quarterly basis to manage your priorities. But it's also a communication tool to remind people, hey, this is what we decided. So even if you didn't use this to put your plan together, right? Who is who is the owner of sales, right? Let's yeah. just say sales. Sure. If you're growing to the point where sales and marketing used to be under the same umbrella, and now sales and marketing need to be two separate functions managed by two separate people, like that's, 
that's a big change. You can kind of point, say, you know, we were, that, that was under one person's responsibility. Now we need to grow to the point where Fred is managing sales and Angie is managing marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is a way to kind of remind people, hey, this is what we all decided, or this is what we thought is the best way for us to grow. Because all the, we, what we all want is to achieve our targets. Often it's certain growth targets. Mm-hmm. With all of this kind of like shifting gears a bit, Hey everyone, thanks for listening to The Raw Take for CEOs. We want to briefly interrupt this week's episode and talk a little bit about Growth Lab's financial planning and analysis services. Here at Growth Lab, we strive to become a part of your internal data and finance team. Our FP&A team works closely with your department heads to get them the data they need analyzed and delivered when they need it. Whether it's your annual budget, a weekly cash flow plan, or communications to your board and investors, we are here to support your growth. Through the early days of go-to-market, through the later stages of acquisitions or transitions, you have access to a team that knows you and can support your various needs without you having to hire for multiple roles. If you're interested in partnering with us, give us a call or send us an email. Now back to this week's episode. Focusing less on the hosting, but um, more so just on like planning, because this is the time of year that we kind of like dive into the LRP for a lot of our customers, whether or not they raised capital, whether or not you are venture backed or a more of an operating business. This is the time of year that we kind of take a step and look at the LRP, right? What are some things that entrepreneurs should be thinking about going into kind of both Q4 as well as like 2022, right? There's a lot of I mean, the theme of a lot of the recent podcasts have been just like ambiguity, right? It's like the, the, the uh, volatility, a lot of unknowns, yeah. right? Hence why planning is so important, right? What are some things that entrepreneurs should be thinking about as they kind of go through this, begin to go through this process? I think a lot of people are feeling like they need to jumpstart a leapfrog. Just, mm-hmm. You know, the economy is coming back. It, you know, the Delta variant is happening, you know, might shut down again. We just need to like move quickly and we need to be nimble but we also need to we also need to plan right yeah and so yes let's let's grow by 2x let's let's you know especially compared to 2020 let's you know move as fast as we can i think you, you there's some tendency to go from objectives to targets without going through that strategy and tactic not to slow down because you do need to be agile but just think about hey if i do want to grow my revenue there's two, maybe two or three strategies and two to five tactics that, that are going to go about that. How much do I want to focus on that versus different aspects of the company that I need to mature, need to grow, need to mm-hmm. move along? I'm sure a lot of people out there are thinking like, well, Steve, you know, you just talked about the, the Delta variants, right? I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know if the economy is going to shut back down. I don't know if schools are going to close down. I don't know X, Y, Z, right? We'll never know, right? It could be a tsunami tomorrow. You, you, you never know, but the point there is that thinking through it both on like a here's my goals and here's how I'm going to get there but also here's my countermeasures right so that's like maybe that's one of the biggest things that we also do with kind of some of our customers is like all right if that doesn't happen then what mm-hmm. right if you can't grow by 10% or if you can't hire that person to grow by 10% maybe better put mm-hmm. then what are you going to do whether it's making it up or whether it's kind of saving a piece of the business right that that risks countermeasures is kind of a, a critical component here. Yeah, for sure. I think big, you know, big picture. We need to plan. We need to grow. Planning and is back in vogue. <laughs> planning is planning is back in vogue. We've been saying that for for a good for a good solid year. One thing that I think has helped us 
for a lot of small businesses is one of our close partners, Giraffe. Uh, so we use Giraffe for uh, most of our modeling at Growth Lab, and that may be you know if you're not a if you're not a spreadsheet jockey, if you you don't feel comfortable with Excel, that's kind of an alternative that I would recommend to kind of small businesses out there to check it out. It may it's an online tool that kind of helps to simplify a lot of the modeling process. Check it out because it may help you versus if you're scared of spreadsheets and jumping into stuff like that as well. So. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say yes, I to totally agree. You have to learn something new, but the, the benefit of that, kind of like this, is it, ma it makes you slow down, it makes you think about how the different pieces fit together yeah. so that you're not just going through the same motions as, as you as you do on an annual basis to put your, your next year's budget together. You, you do need to think about you know your systems, mm -hmm. what systems actually connect to it. You, you need to think about your people, you need to think about your you know where you're where you're spending resources. I think the other big thing that I just want to highlight is you know even for us right the the economy is opening back up. We went to our first networking event uh, two weeks ago. That felt unique, right? Mm -hmm. Handed out first business card in in eighteen months because yeah. nobody's been exchanging business cards. But as the as things do open back up, as we do start getting back out there, how does that change? You know we've we've been talking about making marketing core competency of the business, of our business, mm -hmm. uh, and any service-based business needs to have marketing as a core competency. I would almost argue every business. <laughs> yes, yes, we would. <laughs> um, but in terms of like getting back out there into in-person events, mm -hmm. how has the last 18 months changed what that now looks like? What, what parts of that have changed for your business, for think of it, CEO, uh, and how do we best leverage the benefits of not spending time moving around, but also now the, the what we've created in terms of content, in terms of repositioning the business. How do we now take that back to the in-person world? Yeah. One thing that I feel like I've taken away from looking back at our own journey 15 months ago, 18 months ago, was kind of leaning into maybe some of our weaknesses, right? Leaning into things that didn't feel comfortable with, right? It's like the, the podcast maybe was one of them, right? It's like it was, it was new, it was unique to us. We had never done something like this before. We never live streamed, we never like recorded ourselves, like never did this stuff, right? But I think when we leaned into it, it was turned out we enjoy it now, right? I'm using the podcast as, as an example, but I think the same thing kind of goes to your, to your question, your comment around um, going back to in person, right? Or things opening up or whatever is to come is a lot of it's scary. A lot of it's new. A lot of it's unique. A lot of it we've never experienced before. But find something that you can lean into that may work out in the end, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't don't put your head in the sand. I think that's like a theme that we've been talking about for the past eighteen months. Is like don't put your head in the sand. Don't don't pretend this isn't happening. Don't wait for two months from now to see what's going to happen, right? Attack yeah. it head on. Yeah, be agile, mm -hmm. be active, take de definitive action, but make sure you, you, the time that you are now driving or traveling, think about how these targets are going to be achieved through a strategy. Yeah. Today's the two nuggets, I guess, you know, the, the Hoshin Matrix, the Goal Deployment Plan, think about it, look it up, follow the link. It, it can be a powerful tool, it does take a lot of thinking and, and uh, uh, planning, mm -hmm. but even if you just uh, use it as a tool to help manage your own your own team, whether that's putting the, the, the context of your strategy or the context of who owns different pieces of the organization, look at it for, with that with that lens about how can you use this to communicate with your team. I think that's a very practical uh, tool for CEOs, even if you can't go through the whole process of managing the yeah. Hoshin matrix. No, absolutely. And if anyone has any questions about hosting matrix or giraffe let us know and likewise if, if anyone wants to hear kind of if you guys have questions or, or topics that you want to go through uh, they want us to cover and kind of give our thoughts on feedback on dive into bringing people in our network to talk about 
let us know. We're always open to new ideas and trying to help bring the most value we can. So let us know. And otherwise, see you guys soon. Have a great week. Talk soon. Okay, Steve, that was good. That's a wrap for this week's Raw Take. That was great. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week in the Raw Take for CEOs.